She became a guest is, um, well, I kind of know her from, we we didn't go to school together, but my sister went to school with her. And so my sister was the one that actually reached out and said, hey, would you mind being on my sister's podcast? And so when her name popped up in the Calendarly link, I was like, I don't know who this is. And then (laughs) (laughs) I finally figured it out after talking to my sister. So thank you, Bianca, for accepting the invitation to be on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So to kick things off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, like you said, my name is Bianca. I am originally from Detroit, uh, relocated to Dallas, Texas. Uh, My husband is from England, London, England. And um, the deal was in order for him to come to America, he did not want to live anywhere cold. So he wanted to go to the hottest state there is in America. So here we are in Texas suffering from this crazy heat. But um, yes, we just had a baby girl. She's 10 months, going on 11 months in a week. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Oh, okay. So to rewind a little bit, well, first of all, how long have you been married? We've been married now for four years. Four years. It goes by so quickly. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, the big question is, you're from Detroit and he's from England. How did you guys meet? (laughs) (laughs) So we actually met online. Uh, We did a dating app. It's called OkCupid. And that's how we met. He slid in my DMs after I swiped swiped, right. (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of crazy unconventional but it works was he in the states at that time or was he still in england the crazy thing is um i did and i don't know how this happened that was my first time ever doing online dating i did it because my grandma would not leave me alone i was 26 my family was on my back about still being single and i'm like okay i'll do it but um, I'll just do it to practice talking to guys. I had no intention to try to meet anybody in person because, you know, people on the Internet is crazy. You just can't trust them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how, but it, I did a 50 mile radius and he was legit the only white guy who came up <laughs> on the um, the results. And, yeah, I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. And I never thought about it. I just swiped right and kept it going because they give you a list of guys and you swipe left or right. So I was just mm-hmm. going down the list and he was he was there. And then the next day he slid into my DMs and I guess the rest is history. We started talking on WhatsApp and yeah. 
we sent like uh, videos to one another because I wanted to make sure he wasn't, um, you know, catfish was really big. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed to make sure he was a real person. So um, I don't know why we never did Skype, but we send videos back and forth to one another on um, WhatsApp. That is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) He was the only like normal person that slid in my DMs once I downloaded the app. And it's crazy. It happened within 24 hours after downloading the app. Um, He was the only one from a different country that flew in my DMs. He said his radius was also for England. So I really don't know how that worked unless I did something wrong and didn't know. But everybody I was swiping was from Detroit. So I don't know what happened. It could just be what they say, fake. (laughs) No, I literally just saw a video online that says, when they're like, oh, it's so cute that these people meet online. It's more of a glitch when it works than it is like yeah. an actual the app working like it's, it's supposedly supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so kind of crazy story. <laughs> okay. So you guys were sending video chats back and forth. When did you guys meet up? So um, we started talking in the beginning of August 2016, and then. Lib- Legit three months later in November, um, my mom and I, we actually went to London, England. So we were talking consistently, like all day, every day, sending videos to one another. Um, then we eventually started Skyping one another. And then um, I was like, why don't my mom was so upset? She was all in because of the accident. So. <laughs> She's like, why don't we just go to London, meet him in person, see if he's real or, you know, legit or not crazy. And then um, if it doesn't work out, at least we get a trip to London because we were both obsessed with the Spice Girls growing up. So I was like, okay, that'd be so cool to go where the Spice Girls was, you know, if it didn't work out. So, um, yeah, within three months, I met him in person in London (laughs) with my mom. Safety in numbers, friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. So wait, did you meet him the same time your mom met him or did you meet him first and then your mom met him? No, same time. <laughs> she, yeah, she recorded it. Um, cause when you in London at the airport, it's like it's it's crazy. Uh you get off the airplane and then when you're going to I don't know what that's Yeah, once you get your bag and luggage and everything, you go through some doors and legit there's like a crowd of people. There's people with signs, you know, mm-hmm. how welcome to London, I'm so and so. If there's like any foreigners or whatnot. And he was hiding in the crowd and he texted me and he said, Um, I think I see you and I couldn't find him or see him. So I told my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, he's somewhere in this crowd of people and I have no idea where he is. So we searching around and he was like playing games. He was hiding behind people on purpose. But long story short, (laughs) um, she pulled out the camera and she recorded um, the first reaction. So he hugged me first and then he hugged my mom. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. So yeah, it was both of us at the same time. 
It's like a movie moment right now. We're just getting started. <laughs> All so right. Crazy. So the first meeting in person obviously went well. What was your time like in London, like with him and your mom and whatever yeah it actually was amazing he was a, a really good tour guy he showed us all the famous sites in london we did a ton of walking um there were like a couple days when it was just me and him alone and my mom just did her thing and tried not mm-hmm. to get in a different country so that was fun um but it was it was a great time it was it was surreal because he took me to sites of course like with the spice girls we have in their movie and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good time. How long were you Did out you there? Uh twelve days, eleven or twelve days. That's a nice trip. Yeah. Did you meet any of his family while you were there? No, so I actually didn't meet his family until um until the year I got engaged. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They were not keen on him um, talking to someone from America. So it took them some time to adjust. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, because if my son told me he was talking to somebody that he met online from a different country, I'm like, uh uh-uh. So I get it. it. (laughs) So, okay, you went back to America. How did things progress after that? Did you guys keep seeing each other? Did he come to the States? Yeah, so we actually took turns after that. Um, We did it maybe like every three to four months. He would come to Detroit or I would go to London. Um, It was more expensive to go to London. Plus, he had more money than I did. So he came to Detroit a whole lot more. which was good. So it was, it was cool. He, he got sick every time he came to Detroit because it was always so cold, but it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, we did that until 2018 and he proposed to me. And um, once his visa was approved, um, I moved out to Texas and we had to go through that whole process the I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of the 90 day fiance visa mm-hmm. so, yeah, we had to go through all of that process which was crazy but um, once his visa was approved he moved to America in 2019 and we got married a month later eloped oh, okay yeah so we was legit doing a long distance thing for a few years just mm-hmm. taking turns and sending videos <laughs> Y'all made that work. Like when people talk yeah. about long distance, it's like states away. You know? I know, you know. <laughs> it can work. It can work. But hope people have to be like, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. If there's one person kind of on the fence, then of course I can understand how long distance can be challenging, but it can work. When did you know that you were all in? I knew the following year. So like when I first met him, I was like, this, it just felt so surreal because, you know, I grew up, I won't say the hood, but I grew up (laughs) not a rough part of Detroit and Mm -hmm. I never envisioned my life to, you know, to turn out the way that you will see on TV. Um, Definitely never 
envision myself dating outside my race. So that was new for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a lot of doubt in the beginning, even though it was nice living like a semi fairy tale. <laughs> I doubted <laughs> a lot, but I also prayed a lot. And I think prayer really helped me um, to really know what direction to go with that relationship. Um, I prayed so much. And there was one time when we actually broke things off before I went to see him in November. Um, he thought that he couldn't do the long distance. And like a week later, my mom was like, Bianca, I'm telling you, I have a good feeling about this one. Just write him a letter. And I'm like, who writes letters? <laughs> just write him a letter, tell him how you feel and wish him the best in life. So I did that. And I sealed it with a kiss, which is so corny. <laughs> I put like little lipstick on and sealed the letter with a kiss. So stupid. Um, but I mailed it. And then he contacted me back like um, a few weeks later. And we started talking again. And of course, we met in November, but, um, I think that kind of gave me more confidence, like, okay, maybe this really is, you know, something legit. And then, um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit just told me to keep going. I feel like you, you feel it in your, your soul when it's right or when it's wrong. So whenever I had any inkling of doubt, or if I felt too uneasy, I would pray about it. And if I felt like, Okay, like some type of peace or something that would overcome me. I knew that that was the right way to go. So that kind of gave me confirmation to keep going. And the fact that everything was just, it was just working out. It was aligning. And yeah, I knew that this was like God's confirmation. Is he of the same faith as you? No. So he actually grew up Catholic. So completely different. Everything about us is like complete opposites in every Mm -hmm. way. So um, that was also something um, I had to, you know, try to reel it in a little bit, you know, drop a little nuggets here and there about Jesus and my faith. And eventually he had to do his own research. It took him a few years, but he did his own little research and he eventually gave his life to Christ um, right before we got married. So that was good. How did he um, propose? So he actually um, proposed in, on the Eiffel Tower. So it was my turn okay. to go to London. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was my turn to go to London. And um, he told me that he was going to take me to a castle because, I, you know, I always wanted to go. You see castles from movies and Disney. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like the place where castles are. So I asked him to take me to a castle when I came to visit him. And um, he told me he was, but we had to take the train. So we took the train there and it was like a two hour train. And then when we got off the train, that's when I realized we were in France. Um, But we went to uh, the Eiffel Tower and you have to go through security where they check your bags, kind of like the airport. And he didn't know this. But I actually saw on the security camera, you know, how they have those little TVs. Yeah. I saw inside his book bag, the the ring. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is the moment. So I, I kind of knew that he was going to propose, but I had to, you know, play it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. I was super nervous. And now uh, he did it at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Did you guys talk about marriage before he proposed? 
Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about it. Um, we didn't know how it was gonna work, <laughs> but um, yeah, we talked about it. And then once he did propose, we had to, you know, hop into things because it's such a process with the whole visa and everything. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered um, moving to England? No. After going there the first time, I was like, yeah, this is not the place for me. It's just, <laughs> people are, it kind of reminds me of Detroit or New York in a way, like how people's mm-hmm. um, attitudes are. They're kind of like short, straight to the point about their business, which is fine. But I just wanted to be somewhere that was like more happy and <laughs> <laughs> more scary like the sky was always gloomy it was always mm-hmm. raining it was just not exciting to me so and plus I'm really close to my family and I didn't want to leave them even though I live in Texas and they live in Michigan I mean it's still kind of far apart but yeah it's easier to visit one another okay. when did you introduce him to the rest of your family because you just said that family is important to you. And I know he met your mom first, but when did you? They actually met him right away. So my dad met him maybe the second or third visit of him coming to America. And he did good. My dad is a tough cookie to please, but he did good. And every everyone pretty much loved him. I mean, they didn't like the fact that he wasn't um, Christian per se. Um, but he was open-minded and they liked that. So it was, okay. it was good. And so I know you said you met his family after you guys got engaged. What was that like for you? It was interesting. It's kind of nerve wracking. Um, when I went there, I met his, um, mom and his siblings maybe like a few days prior to the whole engagement happening. And then after the engagement happened, I actually had to take off my ring um, before I went back to the house because he didn't want them to know since they just met me a few days prior. (laughs) But I left my ring in the glove compartment in the car, and that's when I met his dad. And his dad is um, old-fashioned Italian, and um, yeah, he was not keen of me, but he likes me now, which is great. That's great. Yeah, but when we first met, he wouldn't even look at me. He was he definitely gave me the cold shoulder. Oh. Which is unfortunate, but it's it's okay. How did but you his, handle that in the moment? Um, I just pretended like he wasn't at the table. Okay. Fair <laughs> I didn't know what I else mean, to fair. do. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what else to do because I was at his house. So I'm just like Ugh. This is so uncomfortable. But yeah, I just looked at his mom and looked at him throughout the whole conversation. Like his dad would ask Michael, my husband's name is Michael. His dad would ask Michael questions, even though it was questions for me. So he was just being very like petty and childish. Um, so I would answer it by looking at Michael instead of looking at his dad because his dad legit would not look at me at all. And he had his arm folded the whole time with his legs crossed. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when did you guys tell them that you guys were actually engaged? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't even know the exact time. It was definitely months after, for oh, okay. sure. He eventually told him, and um, they did not take it well at all. So he had a really, really hard time 
because he was living with his parents. He wasn't living alone. So it made okay. it even worse. Um, but they hated it. And they gave him a hard time until his visa was approved. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly when. I, we got proposed, He proposed to me in June. Maybe like in October, November time, he probably broke the news okay. that he was engaged and he was he decided to move to America whenever his visa was processed. So that was a lot to drop on his parents at one time. Oh yeah, yeah it's not just a, <laughs> oh I'm engaged. Oh I'm engaged. By the way, I'm moving. Yeah, moving out of <laughs> the continent. Her and you hate her, but I'm actually marrying her too, and I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that snowball of a announcement. <laughs> of announcement, <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> so you had to wait until his visa cleared, and then mm-hmm. you would have had ninety days to get married. And you said that you guys eloped. Yeah, we did. So the goal we were going to elope regardless because we had the ninety days first mm-hmm. so we eloped. we went to the courthouse my mom and my grandma flew in for it which was cute um and then I had like a cousin who was already living in Texas they came um but the plan was in 2020 to have my wedding in Detroit and you know have our family all together mm-hmm. um but it didn't work out um we decided to just like use the money that we would have spent on the wedding um, to pay off some student loan debt. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we decided to do in the end. And plus, it kind of worked out because the baby was non refundable and um, COVID happened anyway. So, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> so, what was your first year of marriage like? It was hard. I was maybe the first year, year or two was kind of challenging. I never lived with a guy, so that was very different. And then the fact that we are total opposites in pretty much everything. Um, oh. it, was, it was different, like, because I saw more of his culture, of course, when I was living with him. Um, but it was definitely an adjustment. Um, I think also with how things played out with his family when he left. I think he had a lot of, like, trauma to deal with too and it kind of was transferred over into our marriage so um we definitely had a lot of talks with um people from church just to help you know guide us and get us through that challenging time but um Mm -hmm. we were eventually able to overcome it thank god and um it it made us stronger but yeah it definitely lasted for like a year year and a half so after that year to year and a half of you know working through your challenges and things like that how did the shift happen for you to see how marriage went from kind of being hard to I guess in the place that you guys are now I think the closer I mean the more he read the bible the more he got closer to Christ I think that really helped as well and I mean you can see a shift whenever someone has a relationship with Christ, you can see a shift in their spirit and in their attitude and how they handle things and talk, um, their demeanor, everything changes. So um once I started to see a shift in that and um him being more proactive with um just being more hands-on with different chores, household chores, just little things like you start to pick up on and you can just see God's hand on the relationship. So um, that was reassuring because, I mean, there were moments in the 
first year, I was like, okay, did I just sign myself up for failure? Like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it happens. No marriage is perfect, but um, that's why it's so good to have a, a strong foundation. And um, even though we kind of built it kind of rocky in the beginning, um, we were able to resurface that back on Christ. And it's, it's been getting better and better each year. Wow. So with you guys are going, you guys are four years married, correct? Yeah, four okay. years. And so I know you mentioned that you have a daughter. What was the transition like um, becoming parents? It was good. Um, we kind of like planned it out and it, it worked out in our favor. Um, thank God. So uh, we knew kind of what to expect. I always wanted to be a mother. So I was super geeked about that. Um, I think when I, I first had her when she was a newborn, it's definitely an adjustment for anybody because you just mm-hmm. like you're freestyling at that point. You don't know what you're doing. You think you know what you're doing, but it's hard. So I, I would say the first couple weeks, it was a transition. Um, he was exhausted. I was exhausted, of course, because I had to do an emergency section. So I was in pain for over a month trying to heal mm-hmm. from that. Um, so he wasn't getting sleep. I wasn't getting sleep. And that was tough. Some arguments definitely happened. Not a lot. A few arguments definitely happened. Because um, it kind of just like shook our world and our routine up. Um, but after we had a sit down talk, I think that really helped. And since then, knock on wood, we haven't argued since she was a newborn. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys make time? Because she's still young. How do you guys make time for each other and not just unless you guys just dedicate to being parents? Like, how do you make time as husband and wife and also being parents? Um, it's definitely challenging because all my family, for the most part, is either in Alabama or Detroit. I have some cousins here, but um, we don't live that close. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't really go on dates or anything like that. Um, the last time we went on a date, well, I would say when his parents was here, they, they his parents just came like a week and a half ago. They came to Texas for the first time. Um, okay. But... Yeah, when they came to Texas a week and a half ago, we went out one night. We were supposed to go on a date, but that didn't work out because some rental problem. It was a lot of, of drama that night. <laughs> we were going on a road trip the next day, and we were having problems at Enterprise and stuff. So it was getting close to midnight, and we couldn't go on our date, but it's fine. We had some type of alone time together. And then the time before that was when we went to England in March, and we went on a date. So, um, yeah, that's probably all the dates we had since she's been born. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Uh, we do try to hang out and spend time together whenever she's sleeping. Okay. And that's pretty much it. It's all about her. <laughs> before <laughs> before um, you guys had her, were you guys big into date nights or anything like that? No. No. Okay. We're we're both, I mean, despite our story, we're very simple people. <laughs> like, I don't really care about getting all cute and dressing up and going on dates and stuff. Like, my date is, like, putting on some leggings and an oversized hoodie 
and watching movies all night. Like I, that's my type of day. Like I like that type of thing or randomly hopping up in a car and driving around looking at houses and trying to envision your future. <laughs> so yeah, we used to do that a lot. That was our day night or getting takeout and eating it in the car. But okay. yeah, we did that a lot. Date. I'm sorry. A date is a date, no matter how you uh, look at it. You guys hanging out together, we'll count it as a date. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we definitely try to make it a habit at least once a week when before she came in the picture. So currently, what has been your favorite part or favorite thing about marriage so far? Mm, I would say just having um, some support. I mean, I've always been like a very quiet to myself type of person. It's always been kind of challenging for me to, you know, be not, I won't say make friends, but keep friends around me. So kind of been a a loner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So having someone that's um, supportive and trustworthy in your life, it just, it makes life so much sweeter. Um, And it's, it's comforting to know that, I mean, despite whatever happens in life he'll always be there so I I, I I like it I love it marriage is amazing along the lines what's your favorite thing about your spouse about Michael um I would say that he is definitely a go-getter he's um yeah he he's very 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 outgoing he loves talking to people he will talk to someone all day long if he could um, and I love that about him. Um, it brings the, I guess, the extrovertness out of me. Um, I love that he is just so intuitive to my needs. He's very hands-on and he's always um, asking me, like, every, in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm okay. But he would always ask me, like, every few minutes, you okay, Bianca? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So I, I like that about him. Now I can appreciate it. But in the beginning, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> he's asking me. <laughs> so I, I do like that about him. He's very reassuring, too. So when I have bad days or when I feel like, you know, in a dumps or something like that, he's very good mm-hmm. at being an encouragement and saying kind words. So, uh, Where do you see yourselves in 10 years? I will hope that we will have a house because we're in an apartment, one bedroom apartment at that. So. <laughs> uh, hopefully we will have a house. Um, I would love to live in a mountain state. Texas is not for me. Um, so that would be a dream. And I will also hope that um, I actually have a business. So, you know, prayerfully we'll have a storefront by that time. So we'll okay. see. We shall see, and hopefully yeah. we'll stay in touch so we can yeah. see where yeah. are they now. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So I know before your story starts, before you went on to, I believe, online dating. Yes, I was scrolling on your Instagram and stuff like that. I know you um, <laughs> You talked about praying for the type of man that you wanted to meet or have in your life when did you start praying about that what was the time between you praying about that and you finding him or him finding you or you know (laughs) I would say I started praying 
a long time ago. Maybe when I was like a preteen, like when I was really, really young. And I did that because a lot of the people in my family that had broken marriages. And prior to my parents um, going through a divorce, you know, just seeing different things you pick up on. And I've always been a, a nurturing type of person. I've always wanted to have children or be a mother. And um, I used to always just pray for that because that was always a dream of mine. And mm-hmm. at a young, it was definitely when I was a teenager, like my early teens, I would pray like, Lord, if some, you bring somebody in my life, if um, he is not, you know, I, I would tell him different attributes that I would like in a guy, then I don't want him. Or um, whenever I started dating, like in high school or um, college, and I always ask God, like, to show me the red flags early on because I don't want to waste my time or theirs. Mm-hmm. And because um, I get attached really quickly. So just saying different prayers like that, I think that really helped over the years. But yeah, I definitely started young. I started young because of all the crap I saw around me. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted in a guy and what I did not want in a guy, and I didn't want to waste my time. And I'd rather be single. Like, I remember, and I'm not sure if you know her or not. Um, she went to Southern, but uh, one of my closest friends, her name's Rebecca. Uh, she's actually close to your sister. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, her new name is Rebecca Thomas, and she's been married. Um, but uh, she had a wedding in July of 2016, and I was still single. And I remember, like, after I came back home from her wedding, and seeing a whole bunch of people from Southern and they were all married with their, you know, wives and husbands. I was just, I said a prayer and I was just like, Lord, if your will is not for me to be married, please take that desire away from me. Because, I mean, it, it kind of feels like you're being tortured. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy and cheery in relationships. Um and then legit a month later, that's when I downloaded Okay Cupid, not thinking I would ever meet somebody, and I ended up meeting him a month after her wedding. So um, mm-hmm. that prayer works, <laughs> even though I asked him to take that desire away from me. I think the fact that I kind of submitted my all to him, put his will before my own timeline, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that kind of opened the door. Mm-hmm. So was marriage always a goal for you? Absolutely. I've always wanted to be married. But if I were married, I always wanted to be happy. I didn't want to be in a marriage where I was just sad or just being um, having the title of a wife. I didn't want mm-hmm. that. I wanted to make sure I was in a marriage and happy and had children. So at the time, I wanted a lot of children. But after that C-section, I only want one more and I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was always a goal. So it almost sounds like it's one of those things. I know you started, you were saying like as a preteen and things like that. That's when you kind of had that desire. But it sounds like it's one of those things that God was waiting for you to be ready for him to take the reins. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And so how did you feel like? The month after you had that, either take the desire away or show me who was meant for me. Like when you met him, like how did that feel to know that your prayers have been answered? 
You know, it didn't dawn on me until a year after I met him. Because even though the first few months, I just felt like I was like living in a fairy tale. I didn't really take it seriously. Seriously, I mean, he fell in love. He says love at first sight. That's, that was for him. That was his story. For me, I was just kind of like living in a moment. And I was I didn't want to get too attached because I know how I am. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, it just didn't feel real. Like, I knew that this is what the Holy Spirit, you know, wanted for me at that moment. But I was just still too scared to fully submit. So like a year later, that's when it kind of dawned on me like, oh, dang, this is really an answer prayer that I'm living in. And he seems legit. And he's definitely probably a future, you know, my future. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, just having more moments with him, I think it really kind of like solidified everything and made me realize how good God is and how faithful he is. Like you say prayers from when you're a kid or when you're in your teenage years. And sometimes you feel like it's just hitting the ceiling. And then, like, years <laughs> line, it happens and you're living in this moment. It's so surreal. If you could go back and tell your pre-married self something, what would you tell yourself? I would say first to um, grow in your relationship with Christ and um, love yourself first. That was definitely an area I've always struggled in, loving myself. and. Um, yeah, I would just reassure her that God has everything figured out for her. Her path is um, definitely good as long as um, she fully submits to Christ, everything will work out. What advice would you give to singles, those in a relationship, or those that are married? I mean, it all points back to Christ. I know that sounds so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, he's always like the best answer because I mean, you can live your whole life just giving advice. And if it doesn't align to God's will for your life, then what was it for? Like, I I would just advise people to really draw closer to him. And his path is always the best plan for you. So we know that everybody's married life looks different. What does an average day in your married life look like? Mm, I would say, I mean, he works, he works in insurance, so he's gone a lot. Um, I work from home and plus I have a business on top of that. Plus I'm a stay-at-home mom. So my, my life is pretty hectic during the day. Um, he wakes up, we all wake up, we, um, pray together. He cooks breakfast, he leaves. Um, then I take care of her, I feed her. Um, then we do our own thing throughout the day. When he gets home from work, we have dinner together, play with the baby together, put her to bed, and then we try to spend some time together. So our thing has always been looking at movies. So sometimes mm-hmm. we'll just, you know, cuddle up on the couch and watch movies. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we're not really exciting people. <laughs> it doesn't have to be exciting. It just has to work. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much our routine. And that's one of the things when we first started the podcast, when we asked people what an average day looks like, for some reason in my head, based off of movies, I thought it was always grand things. And so people are just like, we go to work, we come home, (laughs) watch a TV show and go to bed. Like, 
Pretty yeah. much it. And then it's on repeat for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing different. Do you know your love language? Did you guys ever do the love mm-hmm. language test? We never did the love, love language test. Um, with him being Italian, he's very emotional and very touchy-feely and huggy and kissy. <laughs> I'm kind of like the opposite. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so his love language is definitely touch and affection. Um, I would say mine is just doing spontaneous things. Like, I, I don't like getting gifts. It makes me feel awkward. Um, but if we were to do something spontaneous, like I said, go hop in a car and go on a drive somewhere, look at home, so not, yeah, that's my love language. That makes me happy and that makes me feel better or secure. So you guys have literally been the opposites. Like when yeah, you first started the series, like, yeah, we were opposites. <laughs> How did you yeah. learn to transition into being more comfortable with the touchy feely side? of him i'm still trying to get used to it. <laughs> i'm still trying to get used to it i mean it's four years in and i know i, I have to just like bite the bullet and just suck it up and be more touchy um but yeah that's something i'm still working on <laughs> no i i love the honesty okay i love the honesty with it yeah have you guys created any family traditions for your immediate family or do you guys visit your external family during holidays or anything like that um yeah we're trying to do that more often every time we go to Detroit we always get sick so um and we just so happen to be going to Detroit for Christmas this year so I'm sure you'll be <laughs> um so I mean I guess that's a tradition um but our thing is just road trips. We always go somewhere. Prior to having um, my daughter, we would go on a road trip pretty much every month. And um, I know that's a lot, but that's just, we just love doing that. We'll just go to a random new town on, on a weekend. Or if, since we're living in Texas, Texas is so huge. We'll, we'll just have every weekend. Yeah, it's, it's huge. There's so many places to see. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's a tradition, just going on road trips all the time. Mm-hmm. Did you have any expectations for marriage before you got married? And did that change after you got married? And it's like, oh, wait, it's completely different than what I thought. Um, I would say when I was like in college and teenager, I had expectations like, or dreams of what I envisioned marriage to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I became of age and when I started dating Michael, I don't think I ever really thought about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that you really took this relationship and made it like in the present as opposed to being like, yeah. well, I used to think we would do this or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, now. I mean, I did that with past relationships and it just went, it failed mm-hmm. <laughs> miserably. So <laughs> I was really just like going with the flow with him. It's just seeing what happens next. That's when you say you you literally put it in God's hands and God has had his hand yeah. in your relationship. Exactly. Exactly. You just get to a point where it's just like, okay, I'm tired of thinking. I'm tired of trying to plan out my life. You just, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you just have to submit and let it go. 
And so I know you mentioned that he gave his life to Christ before you guys got engaged, right? Yeah. Or no, he gave his life to Christ when he came to America. So he, his visa was approved in March and that's when he gave his life to Christ. Okay. Was he going to church with you or? No, like whenever he would come to visit, he would go to church with me. But in England, it's really hard to find. They're just not really into religion like that over there, which is unfortunate. I mean, the only religion that they really honor is like Catholic. So um, he didn't really go to church. He couldn't find a church in his area. Honestly, everything was Catholic or Church of, I think it's called Church of England. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he just didn't agree with the doctrine that was being taught at the churches near him. So he would come with me uh, whenever he would come in town. Um, And then when his visa was approved, he was at that point already watching different TV pastors and stuff or listening to pastors on the radio back in England prior to him coming to America. So when he came to America, um, he we actually started going to one of the churches of the pastors that he listened to in England for like that prior year. So we went there for three years um, and he, he loved it. But yeah, he gave his life to Christ. Yeah. Wow. Well, first of all, Bianca, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to just come and talk to us and share your story yeah. with us. But before we let you go, we do have one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that question is, is marriage worth it? Absolutely. It is definitely worth it. You'll have a best friend for life who doesn't want that. It's amazing. And there you have it. It is an absolutely from Bianca. Would you like to share any socials or your store or anything like that? I'm sure. I'm currently um, taking a break from social media, (laughs) but I'll still drop them if you guys are interested. Um, My personal one is uh, Bianca Y. Massaro, um, M-A-S-S-A-R-O. And then uh, my Instagram for my business is Flawless Natural Soap. That with an S. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you, ladies, for having me. I appreciate it. Listening to my first story. <laughs> you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Marriage Worth It. You can also email us at marriageworthit at gmail.com. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been... Is marriage worth it?